Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. of the black mask back for another episode of the smackdown review you can join the group if you have a black hoodie and a friend who wears a mask house of the black mask those are the only requirements needed to join the group. The light's not on. Keep singing. House of the Black Mask. House of the Black Mask. How'd you like this t-shirt, huh? Jubba to the stars. Go and WrestleTalkShop.com. Because we are House of the Black Mask. Give me a cold fist. Oh, yeah, ah. he fists me so good. Don't do that. I could redo this whole intro, but I'm not going to. Welcome to the SmackDown Podcast here on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. I'm your host, Tempest, alongside the lovely and wonderful Sat E. Nyangi. We are the House of the Black Mask. Fusion? Sat. Oh, God. Fusion. Ha! Where are you bringing it? Since that, someone told me you get the fusion wrong, you tend to like a fat... Oh, dis- discombobulated yeah. imp. I do not want to be that. No, no, we don't. But what we do have to talk about here today is finally, at long last, at last, Rey Mysterio has committed child abuse. Yes, he committed child abuse. And you know what he should have done afterwards? Don't try this at home. Don't. <laughs> yeah. That would be a perfect time for a nice little disclaimer. But, of course, we have to talk about the fact that finally, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio is official for WrestleMania 39. We have that much more to discuss, so make sure that you like this video, subscribe to WrestleTalk Podcast if you haven't already, and we're going to get into that right now. Now, because on this show, we have the follow-up from last week's angle between Rey Mysterio and L.A. Knight. Yeah! Yeah! And they had a one-on-one match. It was a pretty good little match, I thought. I thought it was fun. Rey Mysterio and LA Knight seemed to work well together. LA Knight was a good base for him. He did some unique moves. I don't know what to call LA Knight. He did like one slam where he kind of threw Rey Mysterio over his head. It's a really cool little move. See, 
LA Knight is more than a mic man. He can he can go in the ring when when he wants to. Because I hate when people say, "Oh, LA Knight can't wrestle." You know you know the people don't watch Impact Wrestling. I was like, you don't watch Impact Wrestling. You don't know what you're talking about. You never watched Eli Drake. You never watched Eli Drake. You don't know his move set. So I don't like people that are uneducated to speak on LA Knight to speak on LA Knight. Dummy, yeah, dummy, yeah. These are the facts of life. LA Knight can go in the ring. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. So they were having a good little match. Yeah. And, yeah. And Dominic comes out, as he's one to do, to distract Rey Mysterio. And for the most part, didn't get involved in the match until the finish, where Rey Mysterio had set up for the 619. LA Knight catches his legs, and then Rey counters that into a head, sc- head scissors, Hurricane Rana deal, puts him into the opposite ropes, and mm. then went to go and hit the ropes, and that's when Dominic swept his legs, tried to trip him. I don't know what the referee was looking at here. He just distracted himself with nothing. It's an NHL ref in this in this match, shout out to hockey fans. You know we're facing an epidemic of poor refereeing out there in the game. Fix it up, Gary. Anyway, this distraction allowed LA Knight to roll Rey Mysterio up and get a long-awaited oh, win. much-needed win! Only oh. his second win on SmackDown this year, and the first against someone under contract. So, LA Knight comes out of this with a win. That gets a thumbs up. And then afterwards, Dominic did his usual spiel of trying to goad his father into a match at WrestleMania, but Rey wasn't having it. However, prior to the match... We saw, and I knew exactly what was coming as soon as this got set up because I listen to you when you talk. Thank you. Wonderful man with your good ideas. Thank you. Listen, you've been rubbing off me in the good way, the analytical and seeing things what they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to the podcast listeners. You're you're missing out. (laughs) This, of course, was the week. That Angie and Aaliyah were at ringside, sat in the front row. Rey Mysterio's wife and daughter, Dominic's mother and sister, were in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And this was probably a good indication that we were finally going to get the big payoff moment. Because sure enough, after the match, after Dominic tries to goad Ray into fighting him, Dominic turns his attention to his mom. And he starts saying that, you know... Did you know that when you married this man that you were marrying a pathetic loser? Did you know that you were marrying a deadbeat? Well, you stuck by him, and that means that you're a deadbeat mom. Ooh. Ooh. And you can tell that Ray is like, all right, enough of this. Mm. And Aaliyah pipes up and gets in Dominic's face. It's like, all right, shut up, stop. Now, I think Dominic wants to say, don't make me smack you again, but he doesn't want to admit they beats up his sister sometimes <laughs> when they were younger. You know them ones? Don't make me flush here down the toilet again. <laughs> Get swirly. <laughs> and Angie grabs the microphone from him and is like, about to say, Dominic, stop. Mm. And Dominic snatches the mic back from her and says, no, mom. Shut up. Gets right in her face. And this Ray cannot handle anymore. Ray walks back down to ringside and Dominic's kind of giving him the like, what? What are you going to do? And Dominic, he just takes a punch. He finally... That pop, though. That pop, though. For child abuse. For child abuse. <laughs> he had it coming. Sometimes... Sometimes <laughs> Listen, I, I, I don't condone child abuse. This boy just needed a 
quick smack about you know, should have had it hit him with a sandal or something. You hit he needed it. He needed to be hit with something after all this time. Yeah, he had it coming. Expert diagnosis from Dr. Tempest. Your child, he he, he needs an ass whooping at Mania. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens in a wrestling ring or in a wrestling context, it's passable. Yes. And sure enough, Ray then gets on the microphone and says, you don't talk to your mother like that. I didn't want to hit you. You made me hit you. And at WrestleMania, you want to match? You got it. I'll see you at WrestleMania. Yeah, because not only is Angie Dominic's mother, she's also Rey Mysterio's wife. You don't disrespect a man's wife, you know, child or no child. That's his wife. And what made me, like, a question is two things. Is Dominic that arrogant that he thought that he can walk all over his mom and sister and there'll be no consequences? Mm -hmm. Or... Was Dominic so Machiavellian that he goaded his dad? Word. Thank you. Did he goad his dad into hitting him so he can finally get in the match? So is either he's too arrogant or he's the smartest man in this room. <laughs> the smartest man in the whole of Las Vegas is Dominic Mysterio. Because come on, he won the match. He did, so did he think, oh, I'm going to disrespect my mom. My dad's going to let that. Because they must have had this kind of sequence happened before when he was younger don't tell me what to do mom I'm going out and hanging out with my essays and then you're like don't talk to your mom like that so he must have known mm -hmm. he must have known he's in his ass whipped and he got whipped good I, I really thought I thought that the way that this all went down was executed very well and I have been saying for the last few weeks that's like okay I think we're getting to the point where we need this to happen and so maybe you could argue that this was maybe a week or two later than it should be either way I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other. I think it's fine. Mm. I thought there was mm. a chance that, like, when, when Aaliyah got up and got in his face, I thought he was, like, not going to hit her, strike her or anything, but I thought he would, like, pie face her and, like, push her back down in the seat, and that mm. would be what would happen. Mm. But telling your mom to shut up, that, that don't fly. So, mm. now, after all this time, we've got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania. This is a match that Rey Mysterio has said for a very long time that he wants has been looking forward to. Did not, he? In, not in storyline. Oh, yeah. But like in cave friendly. Yeah. Did he want it? Did he behind, want it? The, behind the scenes. Did he, he want it? wanted it. So when he said he wanted a match against his son in a, like a friendly contest, because I know he didn't I want the... So. He didn't want... Because the whole Dominic Hilton thing would have happened years ago if uh, sure. Vinnie Mac had his way. But it was Ray that was kind of like, oh, I don't want my son to disrespect. I don't right. want... Because it's real. It kind of feels real. Even though it's fake. But still like, that's my son telling me I'm a deadbeat. It kind of <laughs> it kind of like hits a little spot in this, you know, maybe he thinks himself you're like oh my insecurities are being brought to the forefront but yeah uh okay he wanted a match with his son so you yeah think, you think well, you can rehearse it you think they'll rehearse hard i well yeah probably it's wrestlemania it wouldn't surprise me allegations allegations there's allegations that dominic can't work so he has to beat the allegations because they said oh he had a great match with seth rollins we were like well seth rollins well, yeah it's seth but rollins. allegations he's got to beat the allegations the allegations that dominic can't work allegedly i've been watching this guy wrestle that's what hey he does he does fundamentals. For me, if you can do the fundamentals, as in the in-betweens, for me, people are underrated in-betweens. Yeah, you can do moves, but what's the in-between like? Are you, hesita are you hesitating? Are you, are you, do you look like you're, you're lost in the ring? If your fundamentals are good, I can forgive you. But everyone, everyone says allegations that you can't work. But yeah, as you're saying, <laughs> I'm going to say allegations again. <laughs> False allegations. False allegations. False yeah. Allegations. We'll see after WrestleMania. If he does, I'll vindicate. I'll be like, ah, the allegations were false. The charges have been dropped. Dominic can work. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I remember watching Rey Mysterio's uh, the life of the the life of a masked man DVD from like I don't even know when that came out. Twenty ten, maybe something like that. And 
in this DVD, he's he's doing this interview with Matt Stryker the whole time, and Matt Stryker asks him who he would like to get in the ring with, like past fr- past, present, future, that that sort of thing. And I always remember, this is for the people that haven't watched the DVD, mm. he said of the people of the past, he would have liked to have gotten the ring with somebody like a, a, a Dynamite Kid and also a Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Of the present day people, he wanted to get in the ring with Triple H. As far as I know, I don't think that singles match ever happened. Mm-hmm. And of the future, he wanted to wrestle his son, Dominic. What? And this, again, was like almost 15 years ago, between 10 and 15 years ago. So this... This lad was still a lad at the time. That's bizarre because, um, again, quick side tab before you finish your story. It was a case of like Dominic going to wrestling because it wasn't like his first result. It's kind of like, uh, I'm going to wrestle now. And Ray was like, are you sure? So it must have been like he had that expectation, but his son was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to wrestle. Uh, I, mean, I can't speak for him by any means, but I think this was something that Dominic wanted to do. I could I be wrong. To, I f- no, no, I thought that as well. But then I heard a backstory like he he had other interests. Apparently, mm-hmm. in his teenage years, he developed other, other interests in football, as you do, and I think he did a little bit of soccer or something like that. And then he wanted to do sports. And as most re- second, third generation wrestler, that first dream dies, and you're like, well, <laughs> that old wrestling, that wrestling thing, is formulating. I think you're right, though. I think if they are going to go out there and have Dominic do a proper, well, I don't know, well-rehearsed, but, like, if they're going to have Dominic go out there and have a great match with somebody, I think they're going to pull out all the stops to have it be this match. I don't think, I don't think, maybe once upon a time, this was going to be set up to be, like, Ray's retirement match or Mm. the match where he gives up the mask to his son or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't think that's necessarily going to be what this is. No. I think they would have set that up a little bit more long-term if this was going to be Ray's last match. If you beat me, I retire, son. Yeah. If if they were going to do something like that, I think they would have set it up differently. So I don't think it's going to be that climactic match like that. But that being said, I do think this is going to be the match where it is kind of be more or less a proving ground for Dominic to really be like, okay, this is who, this is the performer that I'm going to be against my most obvious opposite, you know, dance partner here that you could possibly have right now Mm. in Rey Mysterio. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to it as well. And also shout out to Dominic Mysterio for his heel runs being successful. He's been much more comfortable in the microphone. I remember when he first cut a heel promo, he had to have Damien Priest to uh, give yeah. him that confidence because <laughs> people were booing him so hard. They threw him off a bit. You know, when you got a whole script, <laughs> you have to memorize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> and you try to sound natural as you speak. And you're like, boo, boo. And he got thrown a little bit. But now this guy holds a microphone. He has a way of delivering in lines only Dominic can, and he's so comfortable with it, and he plays the petulant character really, really well, and I do hope he beats the allegations that he can't work <laughs> as much against his dad. So I'm rooting for this match. Somewhere along the way, I think... I don't think he's all the way there yet, because I... Th- I'm not quite with you. I think Dominic still has a long way to go. In terms of, yeah, yeah, of, course, in terms of in-ring performance oh, and everything, and yeah. like... You know, I thought his singles match with Santos Escobar wasn't as great as I wanted it to no, be. No, that's when I was like, that's when I thought seeing the allegations. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I've been watching the rest. I was like, does he wrestle like this? I thought it was a TV match because sometimes mm-hmm. you'd be people phoning it in. I was like, is he phoning it in or does he wrestle like this? Have I been blind the whole time? They were tag team champions. I've been watching. Yeah. Was it raining? Again, we're talking about this off camera because again, I when people say he can't wrestle, I'm like, oh, are we watching the same show? He's okay. Yeah. I guess the, the thing is, he's Ray's son. Is that what it is? If you're Ray's son, you have to be Vikingo. <laughs> oh, no. There's only one Vikingo out there. Oh, Commander. I, I do just think that Dominic isn't all the way there yet. And 
Uh, it, it, it's tough. It, it's a difficult line to walk because, yeah, he had his first ever match on WWE pay-per-view, mm. which, you know, there are expectations in place. And I think people would give him benefit of the doubt with that being his first match and him being a rookie and all those things. But at a certain point, you are watching this guy on WWE TV, which is supposed to be the highest level of pro wrestling that you can get because it's mm. the biggest show and it's, you know, it's WWE. You would expect a certain standard. And I don't think he's always lived up to that standard. And again, it's a give and take thing because, yeah, he was a rookie. He's only been doing this for like a few years and everything. So it's give and take. It's difficult to really, you know, put down what the expectation should be. But I will say as far as the character goes, mm. I do think that he has gotten a lot less go-away heat in the last few months and more genuine heel heat. And I think that has really helped him as a performer. And my viewpoint of him is, like, I get to watch him now. And, like, when they showed up at, uh, at the restaurant, when Rhea and him crashed the restaurant, and he showed up and he asked for, like, their finest chicken fingers or whatever, I was like, this man is hilarious. That is brilliant. That is a brilliant, petulant heel thing. Absolutely love moments like that. And yeah, as a heel, he's a lot more comfortable now as, as he's gotten into this character. It'll be interesting to see whether the wrestling fully catches up. And I hope it does. When you're saying, I was like, wait, he's been on the main roster for like three years and people still think he can't wrestle. And I'm like, because my thing is, he's one of his teachers is Lance Storm. Mm -hmm. Lance Storm's got great history of teaching wrestling. Well, mostly teaching wrestlers well, because Tail can wrestle and you've got... Breeze, you know, Tyler Breeze is also a student of his. So you and also he was taught by a you know wrestler called Joker, uh Jay Lethal. It wasn't just one wrestler. Rey Mysterio did this thing where he's like, you are gonna tour and learn how to wrestle by great minds. Conan had a help in terms of psychology, and Rey Mysterio, of course, did a little basic fundamentals. So for me it's quite I guess having all of that, you know, background. He should be more well-rounded. And you can also argue maybe you need to find tuning as a, as a heel character. His heel character level's here. I guess his wrestling level has always been uh, okay or passable. And people want him to be amazing. Here's, here's the thing. The only way that you get better at this wrestling thing is reps. Mm -hmm. And he debuted during the pandemic. Yes. And you can't get reps during the pandemic the same way that you would otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think that that has just been him being a victim of circumstance in right. that sense, mm -hmm. where he hasn't had the same chance to really practice and get good and wrestle night after night on house shows or indie shows or whatever. He's learning in front of nobody, and he's learning maybe in front of a performance center and doing that with coaches and stuff as he's getting better. Because, yeah, you can be taught by Lance Storm, Jay Lethal, and great minds, great workers – but unless you get out there in front of people, there's only so much that you can really practice that same way. Because that's the way you get better. It's just reps. It's practice. It's doing matches over and over and over and over again. He hasn't had a chance to do that the same way a lot of other people have. And I think if he's going to be great, it comes with just having more matches and getting better over time. Having the chance to wrestle more and more often. Now with house shows back and just getting the chance to wrestle more often. Yeah, so uh, fingers crossed that this is the match 
That Fingers crossed. Are you excited for Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio's match at WrestleMania? Let us know in the comments below. We are going to be getting through the rest of our SmackDown review here, but make sure you let us know all of your thoughts and opinions. Did they wait too long to have Rey Mysterio finally hit his son? Child abuse? Did he not? You let, you let us know your thoughts. Before before we, we you know, chug along to the rest of the show, Okay, let's just say this happened two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Then what? A eight-man tag between Judgment Day and LDF and Rey Mysterio. I think they probably want to save the first time them touching, second time because he did hit his son and Dominic has pushed Rey. They probably want to save that exchange for Mania. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't disagree. I think you could do something like that, like an eight-man tag or something, and or a six-man whatever mm. mixed tag, whatnot. I think you could do that. And like as soon as Ray tags in, Dominic runs over, tags out, mm. pops the ropes. Yeah. They never touch in the ring. I think you can still do that, but like have Ray be like, all right, he's on the offensive, and now Dominic is being the chicken S-word heel mm. who's running away. Shiznit. That's what I, he's trying to say. <laughs> I think you could do stuff like that. I think yeah. there's enough material. Like you could do a backstage interview bit. Have Dominic attack Ray from behind next week. If the, if you have like three weeks to fill, you do that, and then you do like a six or eight man tag or something, and you do one final promo to end it, mm. and that would give you enough time for WrestleMania. And it wouldn't because we've been getting. Tw I only say this because we've gotten like tweets from people just being like, "I'm yeah. done. I'm yeah. over it." People, have, they've people lost have been me. legit acting us know? and telling us they are dissatisfied with how the storyline was going. Yeah, so I'm just trying to appease as many people as possible. But, again, I think they've done a very good job with this story. Personally. It was either that or the, allegedly the Hall of Fame idea. Yeah. Which I didn't think was a bad idea either. Have Dominic, like, attack Conan. My, my, but, again, you leave it for the very last minute. No, which I don't... Again, I wouldn't have minded, but I was like, yeah, he'd be up his goddamn. But I was like, eh, it's his mom yeah. <laughs> and his sister. For me, that would, that would hold more emotional weight. That, yeah. that for me is like, you snapped over Conan? <laughs> it's Conan. Ray loves Conan. No, Dominic would like... I don't care about your podcast. Bruh. Stop asking me, Godfather. I mean, that would have been a babyface movie if you asked me. <laughs> exactly. But regardless. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In the meantime, however, this show opened with Cody Rhodes coming out for a match. A match that apparently was set up on the SmackDown lowdown. I didn't even know that. I thought they were just doing a singles match. What's a lowdown? I think it's their version of Talking Smack now. Nah, if it's not Talking Smack, I don't want it. Yeah. This, however, I thought was a very good little match. Given plenty of time, this went through two ad breaks. It was like the full first half hour of the show, practically. Because I watched this show live. You know, I don't usually, I usually catch it in the morning because it's on too late, but now because there's less time and the time change and everything, it's only a four hour gap. It started at midnight and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be up until 1am for reasons anyway. So I just stayed up, watched the whole thing and got to sleep in a little bit, but it made me appreciate how much time this was actually given. Mm. Cause you know, you're watching it without ad breaks. You watch it. You don't get the real perception of how, how much time this is actually getting. True. But this was like a well-paced, long match. I think it did, it was funny to me that they threw to commercial with practically the exact same spot twice with Cody getting distracted by Paul Heyman coming out and then Solo Sokoa coming out. That was just like, oh, that's interesting. I guess they had one idea this week. But regardless, finally, uh, Ludwig Kaiser is his opponent. He attacks Cody's knee during this match. He yeah. chop blocks his knee when he goes for the Cody cutter. And this is the focus of the match for the most part. During the ending portion, Giovanni Vinci like throws a shirt in the ring and the referee goes to chuck it out. Funny. And they, they hit the high-low on him. I thought it was a good little spot. That was a near fall. But then Cody fought back, hit the Cody cutter, and hit the, the crossroads for the win. A really good opening match. And then we got a Paul Heyman promo after the match where... He said that it wasn't a, Samantha Irvin didn't give a good enough announcement of Cody winning that's this a, match. That's a lie. Sin to say that. <laughs> She's the best in biz. He gives Cody what he feels is a proper introduction, a proper announcement of winning this match. And he says that on Raw, Cody's going to go one-on-one with Solo Sokoa. 
And then next week on SmackDown, Roman Reigns is going to go there and be face-to-face with Cody one more time before WrestleMania. And then Cody grabs the mic and says, what, you expecting me to, to turn this match down and say that we're six days away from WrestleMania, the biggest match in the history of my family, like I'm not going to wrestle this match in the for Pry or whatever? No, I will face you, Solo Sokoa, and I will beat you because as I said this week, you are not ready. And you will learn, Roman Reigns, that you're not ready either. And they, I swear to God, they, these fans, this is how you know this man is a main eventer, like a real true deal main eventer. Throughout the rest of this goddamn show, these insufferable ass fans were doing what, what, what to everyone. All these promos were getting the what chant. Everyone was hanging on Cody Rhodes' words. Because he's was, the guy. He's the guy. He I, is the guy. I said it for months and no one believed me. And they were trying to throw verbal abuse at me on Twitter. I was like, hey, I love Sami Zayn. I, I do. But Cody Rhodes has got a story. You know them? Finish the story. I'm the, I want those people finish the story because he is that. Where were you, Cody, in 1993? <laughs> <laughs> we needed you. Vince was looking for that true blue baby face with the American flag. And, that you know, he, he listen. I can see Cody Rhodes going to Lex Express and not complaining and shaking hands and, you know, mm-hmm. kissing babies. <laughs> I can oh, see that God. happening. <laughs> they, like, they started chanting, you're not ready at Solo. Mm. It just blew me away how, oh, like, I'm not surprised at this point, but it's like, you see the fans really take to a guy. I know, but I'm sure. He's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to win. But at the same time, I'm kind of worried because wrestling fans are notoriously jaded. Mm-hmm. That's why John Cena, uh, oh, 06, you know, never give up. Hustle, loyalty, respect John Cena got booed because he was too much of a, of a Boy Scout, as they say in America. I think there's a, a lot scout. of reasons why John Cena was getting booed. But regardless. Yes, he wins all the time. But I and sucked. Yeah. I'm just saying now we are in the precipice of this man being ascended and becoming champion. So I'm going to carefully analyze every crowd reaction every promo to see if there's going to be a drop of point in his popularity because again wrestling fans are notoriously jaded fickle fickle jaded fans they always say yay yay he won if he was there boo boo we don't want you to be champion anymore so i'm going to keep an eye on this guys we're watching it together will cody get turned on by you fans we'll see i also find it very interesting because i i saw this and i don't know what they're going to do on monday I don't know what they're going to do in the match between Cody and Solo Sokoa because on one hand, they've really protected Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. He has been one of the guys that does not lose. Even if he is facing main event of a pay-per-view type guy, they will either do a DQ or they will do something to make sure that Solo isn't getting pinned. They're not doing that by accident. Now, are they doing that to build him up for Cody to beat ahead of WrestleMania to really sell that this guy is the guy that's going to dethrone Roman Reigns? Possibly. And I don't necessarily think that that would be a bad thing because, mm. again, it should be like a caliber of WrestleMania type guy to, to you know, be the one to beat him. That being said, if there's a schmoz finish, I would not be upset whatsoever seeing Cody versus Solo Sokoa for the title at Backlash at the beginning of May. You see it. I thought more of like a raw kind of thing. But yeah, I was thinking that um, Solo Sokoa 
loses by disqualification because mm. at the same time if they've got great plans for him it's like don't do not append it we've seen what happens when you give someone a long uh streak how it builds the mystique and the aura solo has that aura where he's very aloof very much you know he he's in this island of relevancy but he's got his own little portion where he exists by himself because <laughs> he's solo he likes to stay solo and uh i, I want to keep that going but yeah if cody ends it I've, i weirdly feel like that'll be one of the first allegations of to- of people turning cold yeah he ended Solo's run because it happens all the time because mm-hmm. Cena ended Umaga and ended you know Rusev so it's kind of like that's how it begins the baby face is not ending the Monster Hill run interesting on Monday we'll, we'll see but yeah Solo Sokoa Diamond that guy is going to be whoo, a beast I love Solo Sokoa he's, he's the man uh, but yes then we got a Charlotte Flair promo and I'll be honest didn't like a lot of this promo. She had some good lines, for sure. But Charlotte Flair comes out, and this is where, like, the what chance really derailed a segment. Because it happened again later during the Intercontinental Championship uh, contract signing segment. But it didn't, like, throw anybody off by any means. But stop doing the what chance. In- what? Stop doing the what chance. What? <laughs> oh! Don't hit me! I told you I don't joke to anyone. Do not joke to anybody. Subscribe to Wrestle Talk main channel. Get us to eight hundred and fifty thousand subscribers. Yeah. This was a promo segment, however, where the what chance did kind of ruin things because I think you could see Charlotte getting visibly annoyed to the point that she had to address it because she starts by saying that all of her success, fourteen-time women's champion. All these successes come not as a result of uh, nepotism. nepotism, thank you, lost the word for a sec, and stuff like that. And w- the validity of that or not doesn't matter. That's she not was, the point. She was a delusional hero, by the way, in that promo. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get to that. Yeah. She says that uh, this business was built on respect, not fear. I don't know how much I agree with that either, but regardless, wrestling's got a spotty history. But she says she does not fear Rhea Ripley. The only thing she fears is her own potential. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Her own potential? Yeah, Charlotte's own potential. It's like, it, it feels nitpicky to just isolate one line, but I think that just sounds like something that somebody scripts out because... They're a script writer who has never written for. I, like, I, I feel like I've heard, I feel like I've heard that promo before by a different wrestler. I'm not, yeah. I, I, it wasn't Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark said she's undeniable, which I still love that promo. Yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like I've heard that version of a promo before. I don't know if it's by Charlotte, but what potential? It's kind of like Cena saying, oh, "Is like Cena or yeah. Lesnar saying, "I feel more potential." It's like it's fourteen titles, not <laughs> enough. Yeah, what more do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. I I wasn't really vibing with this promo. I, I've had a lot of discussions about how I feel about Charlotte. The character. The character. I think that when push comes to shove and she is on a major stage, she is one of the best wrestlers on the WWE roster, full stop. Amen. I don't think her television performances have been very good. And I think this is another one where... The promo didn't really make a lot of sense. It didn't. It was was circles. It was kind of talking in circles. And we get to the point here where she's talking about not being a product of nepotism. And she's getting the what treatment very hard. 
and she has to stop and ask the crowd, are you guys really wetting me right now while I'm in the middle of this? And they're all just kind of like, like, don't, mm. don't, don't tell us to stop having fun, but stop it. That's not fun at the expense of the wrestlers that you come to see. You paid money to see them. Why derail them? Doesn't make sense. Dickheads. But anyway. Whoop! Mod mother if you see this. <laughs> she then tries to jump right back into that line of her mm. script. And she says that her foundation was built by the bricks that the fans had thrown at her. I love that line, by the way. Now, that's a good line for mm. a heel. <laughs> But not the babyface champion going into supposedly the main event of night one of WrestleMania. This just didn't vibe with me. And that was pretty much the end of the, the promo. She did say the line I really did like, where she said, Diamonds are forever, and so is Charlotte Flair. Woo! A harken back to one of Ric Flair's great lines. Mm-hmm. But man, this whole Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair thing has just not hit the way that I've hoped. And now we have pretty much run out of time. You know, there's one week of television left. There's one more Raw, one more SmackDown. And maybe we'll get the really emotional, fiery promo from both of them next week. But you even think, then, maybe. Do you think, think, too, do you think the missing ingredient to this feud has been fiery promos? Because they both have been like, you know, because I don't know. Do you keep do you keep up with Raw? Do you read like re results or or anything? So you so the main bit. So sure. okay, so a confusing thing happened on SmackDown, mm -hmm. but something weird also happened on Raw. So Rhea Ripley cut a promo, you know, saying you're washed, you're over. I like, it made me laugh because you know. I grew up watching Australian soaps, so when I hear her talk, it's like listening to Neighbours and Home and Away. Bailey came out. Hill healed on Rhea. Rhea beat her up. I was like, are they slowly turning her tween? Mm. So that's the confusing things, because right now people are saying that promo made Charlotte appear Hill. Monday, Rhea kind of came across as a baby face. Sure. Is there a little soft course correction for alignment because you could argue the Rhea's run as a heel is not over. We shouldn't turn a baby face. She's great with Judgment Day. We shouldn't do a thing where to kick her out because she's now become too big for the group or whatever because it works. Them as a group works to the point where sometimes Rhea seems like the leader of Judgment Day because of how mm -hmm. dominant she is. Uh, Charlotte Flair. The issue with Charlotte is as a baby face, you know every baby face's motivation. Uh, you know, John Cena, you know his motivation. Cody Rose currently you know his motivation. You know he's a Cody's the kind of guy who'll give you Sami Zayn, you know, you know Cody will give you a handshake. You know Sami Zayn is, you know, the valiant baby face because of he's been screwed over. It's almost like a redemption tour for how he's been a yep. you know a a-hole the last few years. You always know what a baby face motivation is going into things. Our issue with Charlotte Flair since she's come back is we do not know her motive. Because one minute she's telling us she's the opportunity that mm -hmm. every wrestler come in, they have to go through her to be relevant or whatever. So we we that that was clear. As a heel, yeah. Charlotte Flair is got self-entitled, you know, self-inflated ego. She's been how many times world champion. She expects to be handed opportunity because heck, the chairman once did it, inserted her into a triple threat match where she wasn't needed. So that that entire history we've seen it play out on camera. So now she's a baby face or alleged 
baby face because that's what she'd be leaning on to, high-fiving fans or whatever. Allegedly, she's a baby face. And now she's saying that nepotism, they play a part into it. Do you know how great that promo would have been if she was self-aware? Because it, it, it screamed of a character that is not aware mm-hmm. of her surroundings or her run or her push. When she when you said it, oh, wrestling's got a spotty uh, history. She doesn't know it because of nepotism and privilege. Someone harked on the, on the comment section were angry at me. I said, oh, her character's white privilege. Listen, I can say the, the white part of it, she still has privilege. She she gets all the runs, all the opportunity. She even bragged that every WrestleMania she's been in, she's been for the title. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's there. Proof is in the pudding where she's always been in the key spots and key moments. Has she acknowledged that? I think she would have got cheers. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I had nepotism. Yeah, I've had an easier journey to get there, but I bust my ass. Woo, yeah, you did. You do great moon souls. You do great moves, blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. in the ring, when the bell rings, she can go. But if she acknowledged that she had privilege, it would have made the thing better. It's like, yeah, I've had opportunities. I beat you. I squashed you. I did this to you. It's that layer of self-awareness that is lacking from his character which yeah. makes a disconnect because Charlotte fled to me I think she's an idea because she's not a human being because a human being where you know their thoughts and their motivation when she speaks it sounds like again a script she's like again it's like mm-hmm. ideas of what they want but it hasn't fully formed into an actual she's person not a very believable character at mm. any point just because I do think her character at a lot of times is very hollow like mm. there are a lot of things that I think just a slight tweak here and there would really make this character just feel a lot more well-rounded. If you had said, going because listening to all that, I fully agree with every bit that you had just said. If she had done a promo where she said, like, listen, Rhea, I didn't beat you at WrestleMania because I'm a flair. I beat you because I'm better than you. Mm. You know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, remix it. Yeah, yeah, flip it on his head. Flip it a little bit. Not just be like, oh, I'm not nepotism, baby, at all. Like, I know. And then that's, you're like, that's the main event of night one WrestleMania, guys. That yeah. is what they're going with, allegedly. And you're like, even like, when you do promo packages, you're like, what do we have? And there's a lot of talking here. That pull apart bro was great. But then mm-hmm. so Dominic did some chat. That whole feud, if you look at it, even... Again, asking Bianca, this is a whole lot of looking, whole lot of looking, a whole lot of cutting promos. There's no my way or the highway for them. <laughs> There's no my way or the highway. You get one of the Bees tracks from the Limp Bizkit songs. So they're like, yeah, like I ain't. No. Very unimaginative, the women's builds for WrestleMania. It's a bit disappointing, honestly. And speaking of which, we then had, because we had the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio whole deal there. And afterwards, we had Xia Lee. And Lacey Evans against Shotzi and Natalia for entry into the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Showcase match at WrestleMania. Tag Team Amnesia. Tag Team Amnesia. That was also like a random tag team generator. Like, what women's do we have this week? Yeah, I just put them two together. Zia Lee and Lacey Evans as a tag team does not go for many reasons. If you know Lacey Evans' real life belief, <laughs> she would not choose Zia Lee to be a tag team partner. That's all I'm saying. And poor Zia Lee being co-opted into a tag team with someone that doesn't that wouldn't team up with in real life. Paul Zaylee, she needs a renewed push or something, you know, that that whole thing. And this was, whole division needs some sort of renewed push. And Natalia had her 10,000 tag team partner this year. Yeah. This year alone, she's had... It's ridic- <laughs> I checked. 
Neither of these two pairings have ever won a tag team match together. Why are they in a showcase? Why are they qualifying for a WrestleMania match? I know the WrestleMania match doesn't have any stakes as of this writing. I assume it's just a de facto number one contenders match. Yeah, you we know? have to go with that. because Like, yeah. it makes the most sense. Whoever wins that's probably going to challenge for the tag titles next. It would be nice if they would say that, but regardless. But, like, my God, why are these two teams here? It's so brutal. Like... I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But this match, uh, it was what it was. It was nothing. I was. We talked. We talked. I wanted to give it a chance, but I I know my notes. My notes this week has been very bare. I just wrote moves back and forth and heart attack victory. Yeah. But we talked in the office. Again, we know this guy's feelings on Lacey Evans. We know about her real life beliefs. I'm talking about Lacey Evans, the character. Sure. Talk about the character for a second. It's obvious that she has, she's seen as someone with potential. By some, by those in charge. I by suppose. those in charge. That's the best way to say it. She's seen as someone with potential. We've seen two free vignettes for this person now. They've invested in this new character. They remixed the song. You know, they, tried, they gave her Cobra Clutch. If you're going to make us invest in this character, you can't make her disappear for weeks, then bring her back and point a random tag team. I have gripes with that. Because I was thinking, look, listen, they want to invest in Lacey. Go, go all in. Because for me, I was finding it bizarre. When you're like, oh, they're high on this person. I'm like, are they? Yeah. They're literally butchering this person in front of the camera to the point where fans don't care anymore. It's almost like... Corbin is almost the, the, that case of like you remix someone so much to the point where wrestling fans are tired because they feel like you've tried so much with this person, it's not working, just give up, throw it in the bin. Corbin kind of worked for a while, while Lacey's never worked. You can argue her NXT character was semi-over or whatever, but it's like, it's always been victim of circumstance. You know, she got pregnant in the middle of her run, but since they brought her back, I also felt like, you know, they, WWE likes patriotic characters. They like, you know, honing in on real life. Here's where Army Sergeant, they might do that to Montez Ford one day because Montez Ford is a former soldier. There you go. But with Lacey Evans, it's like, they give her, I'm boggled how they're booking her. Unless after Mania, again, after Mania, we'll get a better, better idea where all the wrestlers are. I feel like yeah. Mania season, they're pushing who they need to push. Whoever you are, you're just bodies for the count. Afterwards, you might get a renewed push. So I'm just upset, not upset, but I'm a bit confused about Lacey's booking. Because she could have been in a tag match already or a, a better spot than she is right now. It's just really difficult. And if you take away how I feel about Lacey Evans, like, it's really difficult for me to look at a character who has gotten like the full vignette treatment multiple times over the last couple of years. Mm. And every time they do these vignettes and then she gets brought into TV, she wrestles like two matches and then she's gone. That makes the whole thing feel like a waste of time. So yeah. when I see the next run of vignettes start, I'm already thinking this is going to be a waste of time. And can we fast forward through this? And sure enough, it happened this time. And maybe, I don't know, this is totally speculation, but maybe her dropped push had something to do with her own actions. Social media activities. You know, but regardless, I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't need a renewed push, in my opinion. Regardless, I don't know. We've spent too much time talking about this match. There's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing to talk about. Like We make a meal out of the smallest little things. That's what we do around here. That's what we get paid the uh, bucks for. <laughs> <laughs> this match, uh, it didn't go on very long. At least Tag Team Amnesia seemed to to play into the finish a little bit. Because Lacey Evans... Tag Team Name, Tag Team Amnesia. Tag Team Amnesia. Because <laughs> Shotzi and Natalya do suffer the most with Tag Team Amnesia. They sure got the do. most backlog of tag partners. So they're like, hey, 
We've never teamed up. Yeah, I'm teaming with everyone around here. Let's team up together. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be surprised if if Natalia had like teamed with every person involved in this in this match in some form or another. I don't think she has because there's a few that I don't think fit. But it's going around, man. Uh, yeah, Lacey Evans hit Zia Lee with the women's right by accident, and then Lacey gets dumped to the outside. Shotzi hits a suicide dive, and then Shotzi and Natalia hit the heart attack, and uh, Natalia locks in the sharpshooter to get the win. They're going to WrestleMania, and at the very least, Shotzi looked really happy that she's going to have a WrestleMania match. That's sweet. But yeah, good, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I'm glad she's having that. Me too. After the match, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey came out, and they were like, we're in the match too, because... They're stars, and stars don't have to qualify, I guess. I would argue on their behalf that out of all the tag teams I've qualified, they are the most tag team yes of all. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that whatsoever. But I love how it's just like, yeah, we just watched a qualifying match, and they're just like, also us. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because I can realistically see Adam Pearce minding his own business per usual, and then Ronda saying, I want in on the match. And he'd be like, Ronda, you have to qualify to, to break your arm. No, okay, you're in the match. There you go. That's the whole conversation. What a coward. But I did like I did like Shayna and Ronda's line here, because this was a really long-winded promo to say that they were in the match. But I really liked Ronda's line that how many times had they sold out here in Vegas? And I think they is being generous. It, it was Ronda selling out. I know, I know. I'll give it to her. She says, how many times have we sold out this building here in Vegas? How many times have we sold out in Vegas? And you know what? I think we've given these people their money's worth already. We're not going to fight you tonight. I like that. As far as a heel getting out of fighting these these baby faces, I like that, especially because you know how Ronda Rousey feels about these fans. Yes, you know we laugh at it because Ronda is so offended that you guys booed her. She like she trained hard to be a good wrestler and you booed her, so now she wants to be a bad wrestler so you can give her a <laughs> boot. So it's kind of like I was great and you booed me, so I'm gonna be crap. So I give you a reason to boo me. That's a great character arc we need to talk about one day because people are like, oh, her runs be uninspiring. Well, she was great once upon a time. You still booed her, so what you expect? She's gonna phone it in, get the money because you do not deserve her. That's the way she thinks of it. She's going to give you crap promos on purpose because she's like, who talks eloquently in real life? There are some awkward pauses. There's some shy people. You know what I'm saying? Because, for, for example, Shayna Baszler, notoriously shy person, but they give her a microphone in the hand and make her talk. She's got to talk like a real person. And by the way, if the best she sounded on a microphone in a long time, I like Ronda Rousey's delivery because it's, it's, it's realistic. She's got to talk like a real person. Yeah. This then led into what I really, really enjoyed on the show because we've now had we had to talk about both the women's segments back to back, and unfortunately, those are the two segments I didn't like on this show. Everything else I thought was fantastic, including this, the Triple Threat Intercontinental Championship contract signing. Yeah, yeah, because this, oh, this and the match that followed it were just oh, they they were scrumptious because Drew McIntyre comes out first. And he doesn't really get a chance to talk too much. No. Seamus comes out, and Seamus says that Drew's a backstabber and took the aspirations that he had told him about in confidence. And after everything they'd been through, traveled the roads, Seamus took Drew to his first wrestling class. They He slept on his couch, the whole deal. After all that, Drew is still trying to take Seamus's moment away, knowing how much Seamus wants to be Intercontinental Champion. And I really do like that Sheamus' whole arc at this point is just that he wants this one thing. Makes Intercontinental Championship seem like something to really be desired. I really mm. like that aspect of things. 
And then Drew says, you are taking this far too personally. This, this is not personal. This is business. Oh. I know that I can beat Walter. I have beaten you. Ooh. And history has shown us that you can't beat Walter. What kind of friend tells the truth? I really liked all of this. Because, again, we've seen Drew and Seamus fight for no reason a lot in the past. Yeah. It was like a couple years ago, I want to say. They really had no reason to be doing what they were doing. It was fine. It was good matches and everything. It, it was shooting. It, it, I think it was a case of, like, it was two great wrestlers. Um, they're now reaching their peak in terms of, of what they do in the yes. ring. It was just finding a reason to put them together. So yeah. it, it was basically, it's not as convoluted as it was in the past. Right. Whereas, like, I think it was 2021, maybe, something like that. It was still in the Thund Thunderdome era, where Drew and Sheamus went up against each other, and they just, all of a sudden, one day, were just like, yeah, you know, we're, we're friends. And Sheamus was a heel, Drew was a babyface, but they were like, yeah, we're friends, and they were teaming for a while, and everyone knew that Sheamus was going to turn on him, and they just did randomly on an episode of Raw, and they had a match, and the match was great, so people remember the good match, but now... The avenue to get to the match is so much more compelling than it used to be. Mm. And I really like that aspect of things as well. And this then led to Walter coming out, getting in Adam Pierce's face and say, justify to me why I have to wrestle these two men at WrestleMania. Why can I wrestle a match in which Drew can pin Sheamus or Sheamus can pin Drew and I will lose my Intercontinental Championship? Well, Walter, that's your fault because of what happened last week. But regardless, heels are allowed to be wrong. Mm. And after barking at Adam Pierce, he signs the contract and then says, I'm going to beat you, points to Drew. I'm going to beat you, points to Sheamus. And he like looks at Butch and he's like, what are you looking at? And Butch just jumps over the table and starts well, scrapping. He also said Ridge Holland and goes, I, I, can, I, you know, I can beat you. Yeah. What I, I, I would have want the line to be was, I've already beaten you. That should have set yeah. him off. Because especially if they are building towards the rebranding of Butch to be Pete Dunne again, I think that would be a good little tidbit just to sow into people's minds like that. It'd be like, I've already beaten him, so I'm never going to mention him. That would have been a great way to hide day just respect me. It's kind of like, what are you looking at? And yeah. then, you know what? It, it, it goes into the law of Butch being hot tempered, so why not? Yeah. It felt more like a Butch moment than a Pete Dunne moment, and that's mm -hmm. yeah, fine. That is who he is at the moment, but we'll see how that changes as we go post-WrestleMania. But after this quick little scrap, the Brawling Brutes pull Butch off of Walter, and Walter gets Adam Pearce in the corner and says, start this match right now, really gets in his face, and he's like, okay, please don't hurt me. And they start this match. And I swear, as far as like a match that wasn't for the Intercontinental Championship that was supposed to feel big with huge kickouts or whatever... This was a perfect TV match. This is the type of match that I would book every single week if I had the pen. Because this held my attention the entire way. The action was fantastic, as you would expect it to be. I mean, it's Pete Dunne and it's Walter. You put them in the ring together, and you know it's going to be good. And it was. And you still had the running threads throughout this match of Drew, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, all of these guys. Mm. Because at a certain point... Pete Dunne accidentally gets, like, thrown into Drew McIntyre, takes him out at ringside. Yeah. And then there's separation in the ring between Walter and Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne gets distracted by Drew getting on the apron, and Sheamus comes over and pulls Drew off of the apron, and they kind of look at each other, and Drew hits the Glasgow kiss, hits the headbutt, and then Ridge Holland goes... And they scrap, and there's a whole brawl going on on the outside with the brawling brutes and, and Drew McIntyre. And this allows Walter to hit a big clothesline on Pete Dunne and then hit the last symphony for the win. Fantastic segment. This, 
afterwards led to Walter and Seamus squaring off with one another, and then Drew flew in and hit Walter with a claymore, and it was like, oh, was he aiming for Walter? Was he aiming for Seamus? And Drew and Seamus were face-to-face as this segment ended. This is my kind of wrestling. I love this. I really liked how much they gave to Pete Dunne in this match, and it struck me that, like, a year ago... The main event of SmackDown was Drew McIntyre and Butch, and it went like a minute, and Drew just beat him. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I sat here with Pete, and I said, I want to want to watch these matches. Mm. Like, if you set up Drew McIntyre and Pete Dunne, I'm like, that should be great. That should be an 18-minute main event that's fantastic, and it's going to make me super excited to tune into SmackDown next week. And I just felt demoralized after watching it, because I was like, they're never going to book wrestling matches. This is not what this show is for. Mm. Now I feel like this is what this show can be. Like, great wrestling that also tells the story and sets up this WrestleMania build. Ooh, I enjoyed this. I thought like there was a point last summer when uh, uh, Gunther was wrestling every single week where he was given this sort of caliber matches, like Nakamura matches, Nakamura for, match, for example. Yeah. And then it did feel like the last few months they stopped giving him like the lengthy time in the ring, innit? Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like uh, Gunther finally perfected the short TV match aspect <laughs> of it. It's kind of like, okay, I, have to, I can't do all the things I like to do. Let me just get my crap off and then finish the match. But yeah, this was a very good match. And people want to see Pete Dunne back. I want to. See, I want to see Pete Dunne back. I mean, Pete Dunne had that aura around him where he was just very rabid, and he's the kind of guy that will snap limbs and take people out. You, you, that kind of character is missing on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He's kind of being wasted playing the Scrappy Doo character. I want him to be a somebody. Yeah, you know, he's mm. like third fiddle or second fiddle in the brawling brutes. I know. I do kind of want to see him step out of that, even if he's still associated with those guys. I'd just love to see him be like someone you really need to take seriously. I just want the bros away back together. To be honest, <laughs> I, I, I still feel like we've got enough of the story left in the tank. I do want to see bro, you know, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn, because for me they had a great dynamic as a bros away, and they were great as a tag team, and then unfortunately got cut short because of COVID and. Was it was it COVID the reason why the team? Yeah, yeah. Because Pete Dunn got stuck in in England. Yeah, couldn't make again, yeah. Stuff. But Pete Dunn, he's coming back, baby. The bros away. I give, can't give, wait. Give him, give him his old theme because the, the theme that he, that he has is like a parody of his old theme. His old theme was great. He used to get me in the mood, and I used to randomly put my two fists next to my mouth for this as well, and then pretend I had f- gum shields. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's allowed one. <laughs> I thought this match was fantastic. I thought this really set up a match that I'm especially looking forward to at WrestleMania. It should be one of the best ones that you'll get the whole weekend. Will it be the best? I have no idea, but let us know what you think is going to be the best WrestleMania match in the comments below. Because we then got, I think, the only backstage segment on the whole show this week, as it was Street Profits and Braun and Ricochet jawing back and forth about their showcase match. I guess you had to set it up somehow on this show. Where the Street Profits were just like kind of making fun of the people in the match and mm. said that uh, why are Braun and Ricochet even a tag team? They got nothing in common except uh, being so bold. To you. Someone, someone has been hearing your comments. Why are they a tag team? Why are they a tag team? I already knew why they I said why they're a tag team. That's like a giant trope. Give a giant a little friend. Kane used to do it. Big yeah. Show used to do it. You know, Big Show had Spike Dudley. Kane had X-Pac and RVD. And now Braun's got... Not Nicholas, it's Ricochet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say, oh, they're they're, they're bald. And then Ricochet and Braun Strowman walk up and Braun's like, you got a problem with bald-headed people? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's a great impression. (laughs) He did say that. (laughs) And they said that they want the smoke and that was basically it. No, no, they said, yeah, I want the smoke. I want to inhale it. (laughs) That's what he said at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I want the smoke. 
I'm on it. Really, yeah, I I do like something where you talk smack because he very fits the, the 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 gimmick very well. Bron, you play the gimmick very well, and Bronco Shea as a tag team, they don't work because in part of the thing of what makes a tag team work is you can envision them hanging out in real life. I, was like, I don't see you guys hanging out in real life. No, no. I don't. Nah. not at all. Like, and that's the thing. Riddle and Randy Orton, even when they were doing the odd couple pairing, I totally bought that they would hang out in real life. You know what? Okay, I'll give him that. They look like the boyfriends of the friends. I could see Samantha Irvin and Raquel hanging out, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to the powder room. And then they're left with awkward conversations. Of, Who does your hair? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, actually. I think that perfectly encapsulates what this is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so then we got our main event segment, that being the KO show with Sami Zayn, and they kind of, they jibber-jabbered back and forth about like, oh, you just wanted your own pop. That's why you came out separately. And Sami was like, no, because we're both stars, and no, oh, blah, blah, blah. And so they say that Kevin, well, first they get into after everything that we've been through. After after all these years, we can finally be WWE Tag Team Champions. That is important. They I are... think that is really important to like the legacy of Steen and Generico, yes, Sami Zayn and you. Kevin Owens. Gosh, their run as frenemies, uh, yeah. the the enemies and tag team, and they're a great they're, tag team. They're a great tag team. Great guys. tag team. They're destined know. to do this forever. Like PWG Tag Champs, ROH Tag Champs. Tell them. Add, I people know. PWG. Do PWG have to look up the history count? But yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was it, I, is it IWS, International Wrestling Syndicate? They were tag team champions there as well. I, them, think, I think so. Them getting the WWE Tag Team Championships added to that resume, I think does a lot for them. I think it's going to do a lot for the Tag Team Championships. Because, I, I mean, the tag team titles have been doing well lately. The Usos have been record-setting tag champs, and that's real good and stuff. I think this is a great step forward, assuming they win, of course. But... We then got Kevin Owens saying, you know, back when you were the Sammy Uso deal, I said you needed a new shirt. And I got you a new shirt. Mm. And he takes something out, and he shows him a shirt that says, KO Mania Goes Hollywood. And Sammy's like, oh, it's the new KO Mania shirt. Cool. That's really, really nice. And, and KO was like, yeah, every year I do KO Mania, but this is the back of the shirt. And he gives him the shirt. And Sammy looks at it, and he looks real happy, and he shows it off. And it's WrestleZania. This shirt is going to sell like hotcakes. Amen. At WrestleMania weekend. And then the Usos attack them. They double super kick Kevin Owens. They hit Sami Zayn with the 1D. And then Kevin Owens grabs a chair and like runs them off. And that's the end of the show. I thought the main event segment, while good, entertaining, solid enough, I thought it was a little bit lacking, you know, just with... Everything just compared to the really emotional story beats we've gotten from this in recent weeks, this just kind of felt like nah, it's, it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn like kind of joking around and and stuff, and that's fine. But I think it's meant to be the the repairing of their relationship. That's that's yeah. totally fair. And also, this is one of the reasons why uh, dragging it out probably could work because if they dragged out the the Jay Uso turn, <laughs> then it was to be emotional because it's kind of now. The emotional stuff is over. It's hands on sight. That yeah. makes sense. I I think the the only negative nugget I can give it was the placement of it. Cause that it was, was it. I was just about to say this. If they'd swap this and the they the, start the show with that. Yeah. If instead of you know you said you like wrestling matches, but envision this starting off, then having the Cody and Kaiser match yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Either either you put this at the start. Even if they just swap this and the the 
Walter and Pete Dunn match. Mm. If they had just swapped the order of those two and have this show go off the air with the stare down of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, I think that would have been a lot more just like satisfying going off the air with the highest point of the show. I think it's also because the tone of the promo, because the fact that KO and Simon were so jokey. If it was a case of like, KO saved Sammy, but it's still that element of like, Let's talk about the history. It, it the the promo of them wrestling WrestleMania wasn't as emotional as it could be. It was in talking to Hunter like you've been my friend for a long time. Us when the tag team, that was our dream together. Because they didn't even mention that we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. We never thought this would be a thing. If they if they if they drove it home, if they did the whole violins and the strings and things, <laughs> then I, I, it would have been like just totes emotion. But it was more because it was lackadaisical. It made the segment feel lackadaisical, and then got attacked. And it's like okay, it's a thing. So yeah, I, I think it was a place and the tonality of the promo is probably was the issue. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That being said, I still thought this was a really fun segment. Yeah, overall, I think this was probably the best episode of SmackDown maybe this whole year so what? far. I really enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. The women's division is in shambles, and hopefully after WrestleMania, they can swap things around. See, that's my perfect SmackDown when the women's division is not in shambles. <laughs> and every division doing well, tag, singles, and women. That's I, what I'm saying. It, yeah. I, I wouldn't say this was a perfect show Yeah, because of that. It's the perfect WrestleMania build-up show. It was a really good WrestleMania build-up show. The things that they needed to hit, like all the big moments kind of happened on the same show, right. with the exception of the Bloodline stuff. But even still, you had plenty to make up for that. Great moment with the the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. Great promo and match from Cody. Yeah. Great triple threat. LA Knight won. LA Knight won a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This felt like a really complete episode of SmackDown with the women stuff aside. Mm. I think this is a five out of five show, in my opinion. I give it 4.5 out of five. Hard to please. No, listen, I know it's, it sounds weird. They're coming from me. Again, We the reason we harp on about the women is because we want the women's division to be equal to men. Mm-hmm. It would have been great if Rhea and Charlotte had a hot feud and we're like, yeah, man, uh, we love the tag feud, but this feud is cooking. Nothing's cooking. Everything is that grease stuff you get when, when the oil goes dry. It's just <laughs> not there, guys. It's not there. But yeah, the rest of the show was good. And again, Raymond still smacking his son. That's some good, good child abuse. (laughs) Don't hit your kids. That being said, that'll bring our review of SmackDown to a close. But before we get out of here, we do have a few more Pledgehammer shoutouts to give. So if you are subscribed at the $25 and above tier at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you can get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this. So make sure you go over and subscribe now because, hey, we got a lot of content coming your way, especially after WrestleMania. Maybe you've seen the update video over on WrestleTalk. If we hit the 850,000 subscriber mark, we're going to be doing wrestling training. Not this guy because he doesn't job to anybody. I don't job to anyone! But with a new studio coming, we're going to have lots more original content coming on WrestleTalk, WrestleTalk Podcast, and Parts Fun Known. So make sure you subscribe to those. And make sure you go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get all the early access content, exclusive content, and... Names that are read out on a show just like this, including TrevDog316. Yeah. Daniel Sweet Mexican Chocolate Ibarra. Yeah. And the singing luchador, Joseph Santana. Yeah. That's all of them because we only had a few left. Oh, I didn't read. I, I, oh, oh, I missed the name. Got you.
It was all fine. You know, it's all fine. You you got it. Thank you, of course, to all of our patrons, but especially the $25 and above patrons who get their names read out on shows just like this. And if you'd like to be one of them, make sure you subscribe to the $25 and above tier. That being said, this has been the SmackDown Review. Make sure you like this video. Comment down below what you're most looking forward to at WrestleMania. Subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to the WrestleTalk main channel if you haven't already. Get us to 850,000 subscribers. Subscribe to Parts Fun Known. Make sure you check out Survival Series, The Return of Money. Night War and so much more sat. We're on the road to WrestleMania and that road is nearing its conclusion. Sing us out, my friend. Join us next week. Same sat e day, same sat e time. House of the Black Mask. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.